Hey listeners, Chloe here. If you need to stay as up-to-date with the latest developments and innovations in the luxury industry as I do, you need to dive into Vogue Business. It's your ticket to a global perspective on fashion and beauty, delivering exclusive insights that will give you the edge in this competitive, dynamic industry. Just visit VogueBusiness.com today and use the code RUN20 at checkout to join the Vogue Business community. That's VogueBusiness.com, promo code RUN20. Don't miss out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This is The Run-Through, and I'm Cho Minardi. And before we jump into today's show, we have something really, really exciting to kick off this week. We have started a TikTok series that you must check out. It is called Run Through the Closet with Vogue. And we go inside the closets of our favorite guests on the show. And Choma, I loved seeing our first one that oh, yeah. you did the little fun. visit of. Yeah, with Naomi Elize, who's a Vogue editor here and truly one of the best dressed people in the office. Um, she has uh, like amazing pieces, lots of Christopher John Rogers and like a ton of Margella tabbies and like just the best stuff. So, um, so fun. Yeah. I love seeing that. It, it, seeing inside someone's closet, it's like, um, it's like a, into the gloss top shelf as we'll talk about later. This yeah. Morning. It's like a peek into mm. their soul. <laughs> okay. That's a bit much, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's a sleepy week, Chloe, isn't it? <laughs> it is a sleepy week. I'm actually um, upstate in northwest Connecticut where Arthur is doing a very cute forest camp. So I am not in the city and I forgot my beloved microphone. So my deep apologies to everyone if this is less than A-plus audio quality. All is forgiven. But there was some baby news. Rihanna's yeah. maternity line. After months of... Being pregnant and having given birth months ago, Ashley Olsen is a mom for the first time, which threw me, but took me by surprise. But I just love this because truly no one else could conceal a pregnancy <laughs> so deftly than someone who has been wearing Harry Potter cloaks for the last 15 years. I know. That's, I mean, perfect. Mater- like, talk about maternity wear. I mean, if you want a secret pregnancy, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like she got to NYU 20 years ago and was like, how am I going to successfully conceal my pregnancy in 20 years? I know, I'll start wearing cloaks. <laughs> so, Mazel Nobody Tov. will be any wiser and seriously did not have a clue. And I obviously feel like we routinely cover the Olsons, uh, you know, from a celebrity star perspective. And I had no clue, no clue. And this, and she, she's had the baby a few months ago, and it was just like the world has just caught on. And yes, Rihanna dropped a maternity. So smart. I mean, capsule. Yeah, which is so smart. Yeah, we need a uh, more fashion-forward maternity wear. I mean, the idea of a Savage by Fenty nursing bra is slightly <laughs> horrifying, slightly no, delightful. It's amazing. No, and it's make amazing. more babies. The slogan tea. I mean, she's famous for for wearing the wear condoms. 
and now she's making more babies, which is great. Um, it's not very yeah. eco-friendly, but sure. Well, I will say that one of the biggest trends, guys, at Copenhagen Fashion Week, which I think happened this week or last week, mm-hmm. um, last was week. that women were burying their belly. Yeah, it was last week. A pregnant there belly so or many just pregnant- a normal belly? A pregnant belly. Like, they oh. were just so, it was, it felt like the Rihanna effect. Like, this, that was one of the street style takeaways. And Copenhagen has pretty good street style. It's pretty cute. Go check it out. I know. I should look at that. I do feel like um, people are talking about Copenhagen Fashion Week more than usual. Um, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, it's a, I think of the, of the international ones outside of the sort of main four, it's, 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 one of the, it's one of the better ones. I don't really understand why it exists, but I uh, because there there's a it. Scandinavian fashion scene. Great, okay. I mean, but why not? Paloma Stockholm? opened the Garni, and there is a Stockholm one, but there are more brands. I've been to Copenhagen Fashion Week. It is so fun. You get to ride really? around on bicycles. Oh yeah, my God, it's I would the best love one. to go to Copenhagen. Yeah, you should go. I'm sure they'd have you. Shout out to Copenhagen. 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 I love that you say Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Is it Copenhagen? It's Copenhagen. All right. It's Hans Christian Andersen, okay? Uh, We had a little group outing, which was actually one of the more fun run-through things we've done as a as a team, which was going to see the amazing photo exhibit at MoMA featuring all contemporary Nigerian photographers. And Choma, I feel like it was such a treat to go through this exhibit with you because you've spent so much time in Lagos. Lagos? Lagos? Now you've stressed me out about my A's. Lagos. Lagos. And you had such sort of visceral reactions to some of these shots. What were, what did you think about it? Walking through Lagos is such a visceral experience. Like there's nothing that compares to it. Like I remember as a seven-year-old the smells and sounds of like what it was like to touch down in Lagos when I, you know, my first time going there. And revisiting as an adult, it doesn't get any less intense. It doesn't get any less exciting. And I think that this exhibit really captured that. And what was even better was that one of our friends, um, Yugazi Emizi, was in the sh- her work was in the show. Yeah, um, it was really fun to see her yeah. pieces in there. And her pieces were from the um, the anti SARS uh, protests, so they were pretty powerful images. Um, it moved me in a way that I wasn't expecting it to. Interesting. And I'd really recommend people to go see it. And I think, you know, if you ever get the opportunity to go to Lagos, Chloe, I know you've been you've been you've been love. to Ethiopia, but I don't know how much time you spent in West Africa. It's it's an amazing city. It's quite well I actually vibrant. met Yegezi in uh, Monrovia in Liberia. Wow. Um, but I I've the only place in West Africa I've been is um Monrovia and Accra. But I would love to go to Lagos. Oh, Accra's amazing. Choma, you saw there's also the incredible Africa fashion exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum right yes, now. Yes. And you saw that exhibit in London when it was on there. I did. Um, I did. And I think the special thing about the exhibit here is actually the store because it's curated by um, a store in, in Lagos, which I think is the yeah, hands down the best concept store in Africa. Is that Alara? Alara. Yes, there I said it. So... They've curated a store there, and I think that's the, that's the big draw. I didn't um, realize that. I would mm-hmm. go just for that. Yeah. As, like, concept stores go, it's one of the best I've been to in the world, you know? Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'm, that's a reason for me to go. And across the street, almost, is um, the amazing sort of takeover of the Brooklyn Library. Oh, I need to go for that, for Book of Hove. That's 
That's one thing I haven't been to yet. I'm dying to I go. I actually was walking past there with Alice when they were putting the sort of pasting up all of the signs in front of it. And it was uh. such a sort of big moment of everyone was sort of gathering around and whispering. I feel like people didn't really know what was going on. Um, do you want to tell people what, what it is, Gemma? Yeah, it's, it's an exhibit of artifacts that kind of tell the story of Jay-Z's life. He was involved in it or they surprised him with it. There was some sort of reveal. That I'm not sure of. I know that June Ambrose, who is on the podcast this week, um, she went and and, and uh, she's Jay-Z's stylist and was really impressed by the show and, and all of the artifacts in it. I think he was involved. I don't think that he... I, I mean, I don't know how much of an archivist he is. Obviously, I think his wife, Beyonce, is and... Um, but yeah, there there are there are a ton of of really cool things in it, and I'm dying to see it and go see it. I just haven't been, and it's been mobbed. I think it's been really hard to go because I think it's busy every night, and they're they're open till I think seven eight o'clock. Uh, no, that's awesome. And speaking of, yeah, I think it was honoring the 50th anniversary of hip hop, which just happened, mm-hmm. and which was sort of the news peg for you speaking to. The amazing June Ambrose, which I had so much fun listening to that interview. I feel like I learned so much about her, so much about hip hop and the Juniverse, as we <laughs> now know her world is called. Uh, so that was, She's I'm very excited for everyone to hear that. Yeah, I think I fangirled out a bit too hard, but um, it was fun. No, no we, we, we love a fangirl trauma. Usher and June Ambrose really, really got that. <laughs> well, I guess it's also been a big week for collaborations peter doe who's famously yeah. kind of sh- shy and elusive has has done a collaboration with um banana republic that people are really excited about and then oh, yeah, people are saying banana is back yeah i mean i think i think um when you look at old banana which i think he drew a lot from for this collab it's pretty good. Sounds like so it's much all about when you say it. <laughs> old banana. 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 Oh, banana. <laughs> banana. And it's the return of Claire Wright Keller, who famously um, designed Meghan Markle's uh, wedding dress mm-hmm. and was a longtime Chloe um, designer. She's she's just dropped a, um, a collection for Uniqlo, or she's announced a collection for Uniqlo. So I do love those. I mean, I have a lot of stuff from the JW Uniqlo. I think they're Same. very good. Same. I have yeah. a, I have a bunch of stuff from from the Unico collabs. I think they're pretty great. I think I have a Jill, some Jill Sanders stuff still. Um, I also I thought it was interesting in the Peter Doe reading about his Banana Republic collab that he um, first encountered Banana Republic when he moved from Vietnam to the suburbs of Philadelphia in 2004. So I feel like he's really had the arc of. As you say, the old banana. The old, the old banana. I'm imagining like a brown <laughs> spotted banana. The old banana. Oh my god, we have to shout out one thing. Yeah, one more thing that we need to shout out because I'm 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 quite into it because we we made it, so I'm quite proud of it. But in celebration of the supermodel cover oh my god the quiz the, the quiz. quiz who are which, so, so which supermodel are you have you done it i'm a christy obvi oh guess who i am uh cindy no a linda yes ah! linda. <laughs> i'm a linda i think being a Taurus t- tipped the scales though on it because i was like i didn't know what to say of which i i don't know enough about astrological signs so i just randomly said gemini i don't really know why <laughs> Gemini's uh, a good one. They're communicators and multifaceted well, and multi-talented. We love a Gemini. 
But I have to say the Vogue culture, the Vogue.com culture slack was just going nuts about this. I mean, Taylor Antrim as a Cindy just made me <laughs> cry laughing. Um, so, yes, this was we, a delight. I encourage everyone to uh, head to Vogue.com and take Christian's quiz because you really don't know who you are until you know who you are. Agreed. The Run Through with Vogue will be back in just a moment. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Maybe a chef-grade range made you want to hone your cooking skills or a high-tech tennis racket made you want to work on your backhand. I recently bought a new pair of running shoes and that made me love hitting the pavement again. Well, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This podcast is supported by Macy's. Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need this summer. Shop the easiest and breeziest brands like Nina Parker, Vince Camuto, and Dolce Vita. Macy's has all your must-have items from sundresses to matching sets to wedges, beach bags and towels, you name it. Stock up for summer at Macy's. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style today. That's Macy's.com slash own your style. We're back with the run through with Vogue. Choma had a very special guest in the studio. Choma. Yes, I spoke to June Ambrose, who's a creative director and stylist and costume designer. And we asked June to come in because of the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And actually, June was one of the first people to sort of let me know that that anniversary was coming up a couple of years ago. So um, I've been dying to get her into the studio. And she has basically, I mean, some of the best videos, some of the biggest artists, think Jay-Z and Missy Elliott, have been people she's worked with. She she did that in infamous um, super duper fly video, you know, I, where it was inflatable and and the red I know, shiny I suit. So much, yeah. The, I was like, oh, she did that. Oh, she did that. It was a. Uh, it was fun to sort of have you walk through that with her. I've been a huge fan of her work since I was a kid, to be honest. So I was really dying to talk to her. And um, June's still doing a bunch. Of, I mean, she's she's kind of got the energy. She's like an energizer bunny. I don't know how she does it. Like she's also. She's a creative director for Puma's uh, women's basketball line. I don't know how she finds time for everything. She still styles Jay-Z. She has a hat line coming out. The Juniverse is rich, as we discovered. Oh, my gosh. I love it. From this interview. 
I'm so excited, June, <laughs> that you are able to join the show. Can you introduce yourself and tell everybody, all of our listeners, what you do? Oh, wow, yes. My name is June Ambrose. And next year will be 30 years that I've had a career as a costume designer and a creative director and a stylist. Um, wow, saying that out loud makes me, kind of gives me goosebumps. But, Especially since you look like 25. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> you're my new favorite person. I feel 25, to be honest. I feel really good. Every time I see you just have the energy and verve always is always high. You know, I think you always seem to be excited about life and about what you're doing and curious about the world. Um, yes. That's yeah. how it is in the universe. Yes, <laughs> we love the universe. Well, before we go any further, we do have a tradition of going through the credits of Ooh, the outfit. Let's and go. I know, listeners, you can't see how fab June looks, but she looks incredible. She is wearing a very cool outfit. I'm going to let her talk through everything. Okay, so I put on, I have these Gucci, I believe in like when you buy things, you know, it's not about the season. And when I, I like to collect, especially shoes, I'm a shoe collector. And the shoes that I'm wearing are my studded um, Gucci pumps. But Cute. what's great about them, they have like pearls and studs, they're the rockers. I think they were like from four years ago, but I threw them on today because they're, they're comfortable and they're sexy and they're demure and they're edgy. All those things wrapped up into one is the base of this look. And then I'm doing a floral Gucci um, pleated skirt. And it's black and cream. And then I have a cream off-white contrast white jacket from Helmet Lang. It's perfectly tailored, guys. It's like that jacket, that suit jacket you just want to always have. It's just super cash, but... Thank you. Makes like you look pulled together. I have a lot of blazers in my closet. It's important. It feel, it's like the strength moment, right? I'm tiny, so they they make me feel as aggressive as my big hats. And I'm wearing yeah. my cowboy hat um, that I had custom blocked. I'm doing a series wow. of this season because it's a year of the rabbit. So I'm in oh, cool. really obnoxious cowboy hats or um, <laughs> bunny hats, baseball caps with bunny ears, fedoras with bunny ears. Wow. And it's supposed to bring good fortune. And I got to tell you. I've been very fortunate this season, so I love that. I'm not complaining. And I'm wearing a tank top that I got from like uh, a little shop that I in the garment district that was like six bucks. Oh, I love mix and match. Yeah, I love. So I was We're like, always here for that. Yep. <laughs> Where do you get your hats made? Are you because you're quite a hat lover? Yeah, I love supporting young milliners. This particular milliner is from Australia, um, and then Rodney from Essentials has made yeah. a number of hats for me. Um, I love um, Stephen Jones um, hats. Yeah. I love, I've had runway hats that I've gotten from, you know, Mark Jacobs. And I'm, so I'm really excited because this season I'm also launching my own hat collection. Oh, so this fall, you're the first to actually. Um, oh, wow. We're breaking news, guys. Wow. Was I supposed to yeah. say that? Yeah, well, it's happening. <laughs> cat's out the bag. <laughs> well, no better All place than with Vogue, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the Mad Hatter is giving the oh, people what exciting. they want. So I'm really excited. Congratulations. About that. Thank I think you. that feels like. I think that feels perfect for you. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? I was thinking about this the other day, and I think you were the first person that kind of flagged to me, and this was maybe like a year and a half ago or two years ago, that 50 years of hip-hop mm. this year. Like, yeah. how nuts was that? And I think since then, I've I've learned a bit more about when it was. I guess it was August 11th, officially, 1973. Yeah. DJ Cool Herc set up some turntables and a mixer at a block party in the Bronx. Yep. You're, I'm from like, the you're, Where yeah. you're from, I mean, do you know anything about that origin story? Is that something that you knew, like, 
What, why is it an important moment? I learned later in life about Kuhurk and all those guys. I came from Antigua in the West Indies. Immigrant, you know, came to America when I was three years old. Wow. And single-parent home. I was raised by my mom. It was my mom, my sister, and I. And we landed in the Bronx. Mm. That was uh, the first place that we came when we came to America. And it was something about the neighborhood. It was very urban, but it had a lot of, like, stories being told, whether it was, like, the graffiti or the sneakers hanging from the phone lines, right. it, the fire escapes and the energy and just... You know, there was something, there was the texture of that. And then also, like, the B, the B battle, the B-box right. ciphers. And, like, wow. you know, when you'd get into, a, like, a, a scrap or a beef in the neighborhood, you would battle it out verbally. Wow. So the soundtrack to my life growing up were these poets, you know, mm -hmm. telling their stories and young people trying to outdo each other verbally. And it was like a symphony. And also breakdancing. And that was like the activities, block parties on the mm -hmm. weekends and going to the basketball courts and the DJ set up. And it was just concerts just happening, you know, after mm -hmm. school and wow. on the weekends. And I appreciate it so much um, when I look back at like what my life was growing up and how I kind of navigated myself in, into an industry where I get to um, put looks to the lyrics. Well, how did you get your start? I mean, you were mm -hmm. you're, you're growing up in the Bronx. You're sort of in the in the sort of like at the heartland of yeah. where this music scene is exploding. Um, when did it suddenly become? Obviously, fashion was something that was a passion of yours. How mm -hmm. did you? Yeah, when did it all happen? Well, for you? costume design was really my first passion because right. I studied theater. Right. And whenever I didn't get the part in in the, in a theatrical piece. I was I took um, wardrobe as an elective mm -hmm. when I first met Sean Combs, Puffy Combs, Diddy. Um, it was at Uptown MCA Records where I had taken an internship in the marketing department. And I remember meeting him and walking into his office and he used to buy these big collecciones magazines. We didn't have dot coms then too. And I remember sitting there and looking at the magazines with him and just we were both like really so excited about the large format and also just all of the glamour mm. and the edge. But then we were like, how do we make this relatable? Right. You know? Right. And we left it at that. And when you see what came out of, you know, his world with Joe right. to and Mary wow. J. and Mixed Streetwear with high fashion, you understand where the foundation of, of, of it all. It's mm -hmm. what we were thinking. Yeah. Um, I wish it was as easy as calling up all those fashion houses. No, saying, I, I can you know, only imagine. Me, you know, Jean-Paul Gaultier, I want look number two, <laughs> ten, and five. And, you know, we just didn't have that luxury. Right. But what we did have the luxury of was creative license. Right. So I had met one of, uh, a manager at the, at the label at the time, had an artist on another record label, mm. Um, but he was talking to the radio promotions guy about something, and I overheard a conversation that I took advantage of. Okay. Um, I said, I would love, you know, you're looking for someone to work on your artist. I'd love the opportunity to do it. And mm -hmm. he said, well, what experience do you have? And I said, well, I come from the theater. I was like, I haven't done any musicians. Um, but it was Friday, and he said, well, you know, um, let's meet on Monday. Show me, you know, what you're thinking. And over the weekend, I worked on a mood board. And wow. I, put together a creative deck and what I, I said, let me hear the music. He allowed me to hear the music. I came back and he had a single deal on, on Sony and he was who a was rapper. His name was DJ Quayshawn. Uh, okay. I mean, he had a single. It didn't take off. But interesting <laughs> enough, years later, recently, like a couple of years ago, he, he hit me on, on DM and social media and was just like, I just 
want to thank you. Oh. He says, you're doing so well with your career. He says, obviously, I went on to, <laughs> to I left the business and <laughs> I have a family. And, you yeah. know, he was, it was like he checked in and it was just so nice to hear from him. Yeah. The first time I, I, I worked with him, it wasn't like my best work. Um, and I knew I had a lot to learn, but it was like, it was like an experiment. Mm. And interesting enough, I didn't dress him like what the music sounds like. Right, right. I gave him, I bought him like a trench coat, a khaki trench coat. I remember it so vividly. I dressed him like Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> you know. I then went on to work with um, the fashion brand Cross Colors and Carl Kanai oh, marketing director. Love. Where I gave a lot of models their first, you know, runway opportunities. I worked with Tyson Beckford for his first time and put him on the wow. runway. Tupac Shakur, I did all the ad campaigns for Carl Kanai and Cross Colors. Oh, that must have been Yeah, I was doing all of cool. yeah, I was doing all the trade shows, all the fashion shows. I was doing all the strategic product placement. And I was coming in contact with artists while in this mm-hmm. position and I was I was the youngest marketing director at the time in the industry and I was one of the few women I'm sure. Oh, it was definitely a very male driven place. Mm-hmm. Then I got, you know, I got hooked up with Hype Williams and... And the rest is yeah, history. Rest oh, is my God. History. I mean, I'm dying to talk about that era. Yeah. Because that was That's like, when it gets started. That's oh when it really gets started. Oh, my God. You know, when I think about the sort of visual language of hip-hop, I think about the work that you and Hype did together. It's like just out of this world. No, thank you. Yeah, you know, it was interesting when I first met Hype. He was painting sets and he was working with Ralph McDaniels and he was an art director and he was doing all that artistic stuff. And I was a dancer. Wow. I, don't know, I never tell this story. So you probably, <laughs> the, this probably is the first time I'm talking about it. Of course, I'm giving it to Vogue. Dish. It's for my memoirs, for my memoirs. But I got stories. So Hype, you know, when I first met him, he didn't realize that I had, you know, I was focused on that I had this career where I was working in fashion and, and you know, working as a costume designer and all that stuff because he only knew me in one capacity. And, and he gave me an opportunity to do a job and we just hit it off. Mm-hmm. And that first job was not Missy Elliott. It was Jay-Z. Well, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Stop it. But Hype, I have, we were directing. It was American Gangster. Wow. Um, and... I remember making him his first like linen suit. It was we shot in Jamaica and it was yellow and it wow. was a feeling it music video. And then we went on to do this black and white beautiful video with Mary J. Blige was mm. in it. Um, Can't knock the hustle. Yeah. And then it was history. And I've literally been with I think from the inception. So that's why. Oh, wow. He trusted you over yeah. so many years. When we were on the run, we looked at each other and was like, Oh my God, we've worked together so long. Can you believe we're here still? I think that. You know, that video with Miss Missy is one of the most iconic in, in hip-hop history. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you. Tell us how it all came together and Ooh. how what it was like. What, what they called like a trash then. bag for so many years. I and know. I, <laughs> oh, it's not. It's an inflatable fashion mission. <laughs> there were so many moments in that video, and I really want to unpack them because it was bigger than just that blow-up suit, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about what we did there, right? The provocativeness of the dancers in male men's briefs. Yes, that's true. In Timberland, men's Timberland boots. Yes. But tank tops, mm. ripped tank tops, undershirts, and trench coats that a construction worker would wear while he's working on outside. That, to me, was such a powerful moment in a space where women were marginalized. Mm. And, you know, we had to make a statement. And here, you know, Missy Elliott was, you know, she wasn't like this overtly provocative, you know, artist. Her content, 
Her lyrics were, were very, very provocative. Amazing. Very salacious. Yes. And we decided to create something that was completely the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And we also addressed the shape of a woman. Mm-hmm. And we liberated and celebrated being, you know, curvy, mm-hmm. being a full-size woman, being a plus-size woman, being a tomboy, yeah. but also being sexy. Yeah. And we reimagined what sexy is. When I got the suit to set, because it was built out of, it couldn't be sewn, it had to be um, made out of inner tube, was out of a tire. Wow. It's the first time I was even working with anything like yeah, that. How did, working with the you, contractor how, to Who did you even go this, to yeah. to get it made? The contractor that I was working with was this great guy that I've, you know, Trinidadian guy I found like in Brooklyn. And we oh ended up God. building an atelier in the city. And it ended up having a very slow leak because it was adhered with like rubber glue, rubber oh cement. Oh, my God. And when we got it to set, we didn't think about how I was going to inflate it. So I was like, oh, my God, I had a bicycle pump ready to go, but that was going to take way too long. So I ended up walking her to the gas station (laughs) and blowing her up and then walking her back. So she had to walk from the gas station. <laughs> this footage of this is hysterical. <laughs> MTV did behind the scenes. Oh, it. amazing. And it was really funny. And then as it was deflating slowly while we were shooting, which worked to our benefit because it didn't need to be stiff. It needed to be kind of so that it can pop Ooh, some yeah, more. Exactly. I was pumping air behind her every take <laughs> with the bicycle pump. So I was literally in every shot behind her wow. while we were shooting it. There were so many fashion moments. There was another big moment where I took uh, a athletic silhouette and designed it in luxury fabric. So mm. she was on the hill in this beautiful like, mint, green, yeah, mint green tracksuit out of mm. leather, about a soft lamb's leather with uh, old school California pumas on. I mean, most of these thing, looks that you were making were custom, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, like you were working as a costume designer. Yeah, yeah. When did you we start working with choice. fashion? Um I just think as, like, time went on and, you know, you started looking at, like, the video of Vixen Girls and you just can't keep putting them in a poom poom short. (laughs) You know, it's not, like, it's not provocative enough. And, like, to be able to bring high fashion to urban music and make these video vixens look really elevated Mm. and really glamorous and beautiful, really added to it. The leading ladies were, you know, models. Mm. You know, when I did Busta Rhymes' music video for Trans Where Your Eyes Can See, Alec Weck was in a dress that was made out of weave hair. Wow. But there were plenty of design couture pieces, high fashion pieces in that video. But mm. then there was also a ton of costume design moments. I was covering Timberland boots with LeMay. I was making long robes for Buster out of gorgeous silk fabrics and wrapping his head in turbans. And and then, the you know, the models were wearing high fashion designer pieces. So, again, merging the two. And then there were big dance sequences that I was making big head pieces and gluing doily and pieces on panty thongs and stockings. <laughs> it was yeah. to back yeah. to the shiny suits. Will you tell us a little so bit about the story Pop behind it? He wasn't sold on, you know, this is hip-hop. He's like, shiny suits, hip-hop. <laughs> he was like, you think I'm Rick James? Like, he was like, you know, it was just, had to make a, a leather version of, you know, the suit. I made a mechanic one and I made a two-piece jean suit and jean pants. One was metallic leather, red, shiny metallic leather. That was mm. so delicious. And mm. I that was my that was my banger. I was like, I'm gonna change the face of hip hop. So after he saw the first take, we did a take with the red leather. Mm. It was flat. It was like whatever. It looked great. You know, the guys are handsome. Both him and Mace are beautiful looking men. But when we put on that metallic <laughs> and hype put those lights on it and DP went to work, our director of photography, it was magic. 
I bet they were happy. He looked at playback and was like, you mm. nailed it. He gave me the, he pointed his finger at me and we were like screaming, yeah. We were like, you know, and I'm like with all the fellas because there's so many guys. It's not just me. Yeah. We were jumping out. We were giggling. We were like, yes. I mean, I'm interested to know what it, what it was like. I mean, working as a woman in these spaces, because obviously you had to earn the respect of these guys and yeah. sounds like they often needed some convincing. You know, what was your experience, you think, you know, coming from the Bronx and sort of like having a sense of the culture, right, yeah. really helped you navigate the industry? Oh, I always wanted to change the narrative, right? I always wanted to, um, you know, put black faces in white spaces. Mm. And, you know, that was the goal, that we would get MTV and VH1 to play the music. Yes. That we would sit on the cover of magazines, high fashion magazines, that I could pick up the phone and call a fashion house and say, this is what I'm, you know, doing. And, you know, when they would finally meet me, they'd be very shocked of what I looked like and who mm. I was. I had to forecast and create you know, situations and opportunities that we could be in a position that we didn't have to ask for permission mm. and that we could lead. And I think because of that leadership is why you're seeing what's happening now in the current climate with the collaborations that are happening in the big fashion houses. You know, I worked with Missy Elliott as a creative director for her first collaboration with um, Adidas. That was major. And that opportunity, be you know, became available because I was remixing all the Adidas stuff anyway. I was taking mm -hmm. it apart and remixing. It was, I was making stuff that they didn't even make and, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and... Um, they recognized the power and influence of the work that we were doing. And, mm. and they didn't they didn't want to just bastardize it. And, you know, they actually partnered with us in that way. But now we want more. As you see, mm. we're growing into a space where we want more. You're seeing these fashion brands being born. You're seeing more artists having their own lines. You're seeing, you know, I costume designed the movie Belly. And yes. I think that... Another thing that we can't, know. we cannot skip because yeah. I, that movie... Uh, I know, it's like, <laughs> such a good movie I, was know, that your first feature that was my first feature and we and hype and i had done so many music videos together and it was like oh my god it's like think about it you do a, a music video you're done in you know five to ten days you know the most and you you move on right and then you you know you do a film and you're on the film for like four months five six months and you're like oh my god so that part was an adjustment because i was so used to hitting and splitting mm -hmm. and it was dmx's first film and i remember when hype walked him in to when we were pre-production and he walked us in and he said this is the star of the movie and he had a padlock around his neck and he was growling at me and i was like <laughs> i was like am i being punked i was like is he's it? one of, he was one of one listen the film became you know, a cult, a cult film. Oh, you know, 100%. I'll never forget when... I mean, the use of color, the way, everything about that movie. I remember watching it just thinking, like, there wow. Was a, there was a couple of beautiful moments that came out of that film mm -hmm. in, this, in this decade. One was that my kids um, actually identified with the film. My, my son played one of the characters in it for Halloween. Oh, my gosh. That, like, my, you know, that my now 22-year-old and my 19-year-old that this is something that's still relevant, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. to this generation is really just makes me feel so, like, seen. Mm. The late Virgil Abloh, you know, sent me a message and said to me that he was, Belly was the inspiration for his next collection. Yeah, I could see that. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank June. you. This was this was wonderful. Um, I'm a huge fan of you, and, like, some of those moments are just, you know, I remember watching those videos and movies and being totally inspired and transported and I you know music is how I learn about fashion you know and I think that was such a, a wow. moment when 
I wasn't looking at the runway. I was looking to musicians. You know, wow. I was looking at Missy, Lauren Hill. The, yeah. Those were people that, I, those were my heroes. You know? Those were our editorial pages, yeah. you know. Those yeah. were, I felt like I was editor at large of every music video I worked on. Yeah. That's how I approached it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I... I'm really nervous, but we have some news. We have some news. I mean, you've done this so many times, but we're co-hosting Forces of Fashion. It's going to be fabulous, Jonah. Oh, Two God. for the price of one. <laughs> well, Actually. this time it's happening in the Vogue offices, which I think is pretty exciting, right? For the first time ever. It's usually at Spring Studios or another, you know, uh, sterile location <laughs> and this is in the vogue offices yes it is it is going to be unprecedented access yes um interactive panels networking discussions editorial staff all over the place yes access to the vogue closet um a-list speakers exclusive workshops yep. uh <laughs> and you'll have a rare behind the scenes peek to how vogue is made tickets are very limited folks yes but but we're there so it's worth you know on top of the a-listers <laughs> we're the draw here <laughs> From A-list to Z-list yes. with Troma and Chloe. Z-list with the Z-list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plus, you you know, there are some VIP tickets and that elevates your experience. So, Chloe, tell us, where can we get tickets? Well, Choma, please go to vogueforcesoffashion.com slash NYC to buy tickets ASAP. All right, I'm on it. That's it for this episode of The Run Through. The Run Through of Vogue is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. The show is produced by Susie Lechtenberg, Chelsea Daniel, and Alex John Burns. It's engineered by Jake Loomis, Gabe Kiroga, and Kevin Barasa, and mixed by Mike Kutchman. See you soon. Bye. Get balanced or thrive trying. My name is Les, and I'm the host of Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to helping you feel your best. Join me for casual conversations about what it means to live a well-rounded life. I cover everything from how to make friends as an adult to how to create a workout routine that works for you to how to practice better financial wellness. Tune in for approachable conversations with wellness thought leaders and inspiring guests, as well as intimate solo chats with me for relatable advice. Follow wherever you get your podcasts and look out for new episodes every Tuesday. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.